to the Cosmic Combos Podcast, your number one source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace. You are now tuned into the Cosmic Combos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Harut, and we got our good brother here, Brother Ra. How's it going? Great to be back, King. Great to be back. Man, man, me as well, man. Me as well, man. You know, um here to here to knock out this 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 next season, man. It's you know, we in critical times right now, man. <laughs> yes, we are, my brother. <clears throat> we are in very critical times. Things are shifting and changing. Indeed, indeed, indeed. But um, you know, before we get to you know, deep into today's subject. I want to remind you all that this episode is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group and Calaprusha Astrology and our good people over there on Patreon. Um, I can't thank you all enough. I say thank you all for, you know, all the support, all the feedback. You know, we've been interacting with you all, you know, through the little intermission between season two and season three. And just throughout this whole process, man. So I, I thank you all for all your contributions and everything like that, man. You um you really add some great value to the show or whatnot. But um, you know, as always, you can find Push It Forward Media Group on Instagram at Push It Forward. Um, P-U-S-H-I-T-F-W-D. You can find us on the web at pushitforward.com. Um, you know, also check out Ninth Lord Films, right? 9th Lord L-O-R-D Films F-I-L-M-S on Instagram. And um also find us on the web at ninthlord.com there. We got short films on um, Push It Forward. We got, you know, um, you know, articles, and you can also find the um, Cosmic Convos link there and um, get your, you know, chart package and different things like that. Um, Brother Ra, how can the people get a hold of you? You know, um, same old same, astrology at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Facebook or on IG via Shechem Ra. So either one of those would definitely get at me. People have been pretty consistent in using the Calaprusha Astrology at Gmail. That's the best way. Uh, but if it doesn't uh, get to me in time enough or if you need something immediate, then you can use either Facebook or IG. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And, you know, um, you know, also um, follow us on on follow Cosmic Convos on Instagram. <laughs> right. We're at Cosmic Convo on Instagram. You can follow us there and we're at Cosmic Convos podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So uh, definitely hit us up there. You know, uh, we definitely get a lot of interaction there on both of those platforms. You know, so that's a, that's a good way to um, get in contact with us and different things like that. And that's where you can also find a link to our Patreon. So if you're interested in Patreon, definitely go check us out there on Instagram or Facebook. You hit the um, link in our um, 
in our profile and it'll take you right there to go, you know, um, show us some love or whatnot. All right. But, um, yeah, man, we're, we're here at season three, you know, man, we, uh, you know, this is episode 51, episode one of season three, but episode 51 overall, man, it's, you know, man, it's, it's, it's just shot by like, <laughs> like lightning, man. How you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, you got 51 episodes. It's, it's, uh, it's, nice, it's a nice little number, you know. Um, it's going to be really momentous when we get to a nice little hundreds uh, uh, episode celebration. We're going to have to do something real special for that. Indeed, indeed, man. That's, that's I mean, that's right around the corner. Yeah, you know? it's real quick. Yeah, we, we, we'll be there in 2021 <laughs> next exactly. year. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Indeed, indeed. And, and to that point, um, you know, um, I, I definitely want to let you all know we got a good announcement, big announcement for you all. Um, and, you know, it was, it was actually a long time in the making. Um, it was quite, quite a bit of a, um, thorough review process, but, um, you know, Cosmic Convos podcast is now on Pandora. So, um, that's definitely a good plus cause they don't accept every podcast. Um, I mean, when I say it was a three month process, it was three months and some change. And um, the plan was to announce that on last season, but it took so long. <laughs> we had to wait into this, but it came right on time. So, um, you know, the podcast is growing, man. We're, we're really, um, you know, getting in good spaces and stuff like that. We're seeing, you know, we're getting to people, you know, in different parts of the world, um, even India. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, India. Oh yeah, we got a few people from India that want that uh, tune in. We got a good, we got a good, you know, number of people from India that's listening across platforms and stuff like that, man. So we, we definitely are humbled um, to be in the space and to be able to talk about the science and you know for people to be able to listen to it and um, be able to get something from it. You know, indeed, indeed, indeed. So you know, all my Pandora listeners out there, you can now check us out on there. So definitely show us some love on Pandora. Help us get those analytics up. And stuff like that, so we can keep taking this uh, podcast to the next level, or whatnot. So, um, you know, it's first episode. Um, I don't have any questions from Patreon specifically, outside of what we, you know, just um, general input into the season. And that's another thing too, right? Um, of course, we got a plethora of topics that we could just sit here and come up with on our own, but uh, on Patreon. You know, people make suggestions, and nine times out of ten, we, we do shows on it. <laughs> that's 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 the way it works, right? So, if you got something specific that you want to know about, um, Patreon is a good avenue to do that. Because, um, I mean, when we sat down, we planned this season out. Um, we we took into deep consideration what everyone suggested through Patreon. So, um, you know, I definitely encourage you all to do that. So. Um, outside of that, though, we don't have any questions. Okay. So, okay. Uh, you know, I, I think we can go ahead and start, you know, moving move to today's topic, you know. Um, Dive on in. You know, in typical fashion, you know, last season we started it off like this. And um, I think personally it'll only be right to, uh, you know, start this season off with uh, another Astrological Ages show. <laughs> Indeed. Let's right? do it. 
You know, we're going to keep moving, moving backwards through the, through the Zodiac and, uh, you know, land this right here at uh, good old Taurus. <laughs> That's where we're headed. That's where we are. And we're going to jump right on in. The age of Taurus. The age of the bull, right? So, you know, last time we, 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 had, a, we had a good dialogue. We talked about the age of Aries, <clears throat> what, come out, what came out of that whole kind of... Um, you know, energy zone that was over the planet for 2,160 years. And uh, got good responses on that show. We got a, good, a lot of a lot of good feedback. So I, I, one, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. It is one of mine, too. I'd have to admit. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, here on Cosmic Combos, we're all about discussing the cosmic seasons, right? Yeah. And so that's what this series will kind of take on in that it'd be nice for we can, uh, for you Patreons, if you're interested, we might even have something where we have a whole, when we're done, right, have a whole Cosmic Seasons uh, kind of download for you where you can take and sit back and just unwind and let the seasons flow and, I mean, let's let the uh, podcast flow and go through each of the ages, you know, in sequential order. Indeed. Uh, but uh, today we're definitely going to get into the age of the bull, and so um, you know these dates are really kind of uh, kind of um, in a way de- debatable, right? But uh, using some you know some profound systems, we usually can get within a few years, right, of the age at the actual beginning of it, and so um, the age of Taurus really. Uh, a good solid number is right around 4129 right um, when we're into that particular energy zone of uh, of Taurus so yeah. from 414129 to right around 1925 uh you know that's that's what we're looking at as far as the the, the age is concerned the, the number of years beginning and end and so um you know Taurus is a sign that uh um, really, in fact, you know, one of the strange things that uh, some of the conjecture that is out is that they say that Taurus was the this was considered as the first sign of the zodiac at one point. Hmm. Um, it's kind of in vogue uh, in India that there's an argument that the age of the bull was actually the head of the, the zodiac, and the and Aries was the tail end, um, and. There's different reasons why different people say the age of Aries is the beginning of the zodiac. I side with that that theory. Yeah. Um, um, and you know, there's different reasons why, but nonetheless, um, you know, <clears throat> when we talk, start talking about uh, antiquity, right? Um, we're talking, we're going back, you know, so many thousands of years, you know. Um, man kind of, if you will, loses consciousness and kind of doesn't have a good bead on what happens unless he's under a civilization that is um, using the cosmic cycles to create heaven on earth, right? Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons why our ancestors did it is because uh, you keep a constant memory of what's going on, right, around you. You don't forget Right, and if, if something happens over time, you can go back and see what the cosmic season was at that time. Right, so we etched it that way so that it it stood for the t- it stood the test of time. It stands the test of time. Yeah, 
And what better time to build something that stands the test of time than in an age that literally symbol it's, it is symbolized by a creature that is extremely staunch, right? Yeah. Robust, right? Mm -hmm. Unmovable, right? Considered to be uh, of value in the sense of its prowess, right? I mean, it's, it's stable. It's, it's, it's fecundity, right? And, and, and I mean, if you, especially in ancient times, you're living in an agricultural type of environment, man, you, you, you know, that that creature is a, is a staple. <laughs> it's solid. It's like, core to, your, it's <laughs> to your civilization. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're talking about plowing. We're talking yeah. about moving large items. We're talking about transportation, right? Mm -hmm. This is all of the, the, the uh, symbol right that the age is under so you know as above really it's so below right? yeah it's just it's the way this works and so when we know that the age of taurus really talks about uh, number one it's an earth sign right and earth is that sign that we deal with practicality tangibilities materialis material uh, materialization of um, construction building right things that are solid right? that's the earth energy yeah, this whole 2160 years is a testament to that process of building and using Earth, right, as the means of reflecting as above, so below. Um, the other piece is, you know, then in Taurus is, I mean, all of the zodiac zodiac signs have layers and layers and layers of meaning, but when you really become familiar with the fundamentals, uh, Taurus <clears throat> is a sign that deals with family. Yeah. Right, values, uh, family structure, values, right, uh, morals, right. Uh, you know, and when you begin to look at how this plays out on Earth, right, you see that that age was really when the family structure was very solid, right. Um, <clears throat> around the world, right, cultures, civilizations were very stabilized, and in order to have a viable family unit. And the societal structure, stability is of the utmost importance. Yeah. Yeah. And so Taurus being that symbol of stability, right? You know, the bull is something you can count on, right? It's gonna be there. It's 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 a it's formulated to literally be able to withstand and endure. And so the family structure, right, begin literally, you can see across different civilizations from the Indus Valley to the Nile Valley or to the, uh, to the Hopi Valley, uh, even in the, uh, in, the, in the Americas, right, um, this was a time that uh, really provided with a, a stable background for civilization to, to, to flourish. And so if we understand the core of civilization, right, is family right uh, without a, a solid family right you can't reproduce you can't stabilize you can't educate you can't come with inventions and so forth so uh, this is really a period where we understand that uh, well, time is stating hey it's time to settle down well i mean you know that's that's just the foundation of a nation in general i mean it's a collection of families that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's nothing but that, right? Yeah. And so when you begin to really take a step back, it's phenomenal. And the way it's revealed in that, those families, right, in the Hopi Valley or the Nile Valley, right, began to create 
a leadership structure and that leadership structure was family based right and what we call the dynastic rule is based on family structure <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, without a doubt. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so many rules and regulations were set up to instill that that family structure was stabilized, one of which you could not be king unless the 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 uh the queen mother appointed you, right? And so, you know, having that structure, right, which is earth, right? allowed us to have a civilization that lasted for over 4,000 years, right? And it was, it was stabilized in the age of Taurus, right? Yes, we had other ages, and yes, we had other ways of dealing with each other through governance, through um, civilization, and through laws. But when the age of Taurus began, um, that is when things begin to shift into the agricultural-type-based society, and if you understand Taurus, Taurus is a sign of food. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is another tenet of stable, of a stable civilization. Right. Um, and it's the, it's the solid piece that, I mean, when you, when you reflect, when we look at the ancient civilization, especially when we talk about, you know, ours, it's the period of time where the most, most stuff is remembered, not remembered, but a lot of, the things that was produced during those time periods is still exist in some exactly exactly you can be tangible we're gonna get into that right yeah. we're talk about why that is right yeah but absolutely i mean this period is the kind of springboard for the model of civilization that we actually even have currently today right i mean you know you think about the bull we can even look at it from the cow perspective, you know, and, you know, as a Syrian, you don't drink milk and do certain things. But for the most part, many people in the world, the cow's milk is a sustenance, right, mm -hmm. for, you know, the, the first stability of, of the home, you know, the, the milk, the cow, it gives it gives selflessly and it gives endlessly. Right. Mm -hmm. And so. That age produced that type of uh, resonance throughout the other ages where we still look back as almost that's a golden age. In fact, you know, it is interesting that we call it a golden age because uh, the epithet when the uh, in the Bible, when these things were changing over. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the things that they took with them out of Kemet was a golden calf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Quite interesting that they would use that as a symbol to destroy that symbol to bring in a new era, right? Mm -hmm. uh, bring in a new law, uh, bring in a new uh, structure as far as uh, Hebrew governance. So, you know, it's just these things show you that this is what was happening at the time, right? Uh, even in the Bible, it's mentioned, right, that uh, uh, this, t this age was considered the golden age, right? Um, taking the calf as a symbol, golden calf as a symbol. And, you know, we look to Kemet, you know, and I don't want people to say, well, you go, you know, you all just jump on Kemet's bandwagon. And then Kemet is just the epithet of being able to show how civilization looks when you use the model, the cosmic model, right? 
The yeah. cosmic model is built into Kemet's structure. And when we get into the season, the age of Gemini, even in the age of Gemini, it was there. Right? So this is not something new. People think that the age of Taurus is when Kemet was proper uh, or came about as far as civilization. No, we had civilization far before that. Right. Oh, yeah. But the age of Taurus is when we solidified and changed according to the times to be able to create a civilization that reflected the as above, so below. And so, doing so, right, um, this around. Now, the others, there's other cultures that attest to this. I don't want Kemet to be the sole source of or a test uh, uh, testimony to this particular process because you have other cultures that simultaneously are doing this the indus valley civilization created a whole civilization where they had running water yeah had pipes they had toilets they had baths i mean i'm talking about baths like it's in public baths where before uh, rome or greece or any of them came about any kind of concept of a public bath um, uh, this was founded in the in this uh, valley civilizations. Hmm. And so, of course, writing, right? All these things were refined, right, and put into a structure that literally allowed civilization to to flourish, right? Yeah. And this is in the Indus Valley, right? This is before any Hinduism or any type of isms, right? For the most part, uh, they were practitioners of yoga again, the shamanic way. And yeah. there's a book that I've mentioned in the past, uh, The Most Ancient Aryan Society. They go into depth about how the structure was, the society was structured in a very uh, agricultural and uh, a very sophisticated way. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, <clears throat> I don't want Kemet to be the sole testimony of what the Age of Taurus was about. But again, because civilizations really didn't at that time have the kind of knowledge and technology how to bring the heavens down like that, Kemet is just really the best source. Right? Yeah, so it's, it's um, the most refined. And we're going. Version, and in yeah. fact, it's funny that you say refined, mm -hmm. right? Because the age, the sign of Taurus is governed by the planet of Venus, mm -hmm. and Venus is nothing but what refinement. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Art, right? Culture, right? Male female relationships, yeah. right? In fact, Kemet is known, right, for its treatment of its women, right, and upholding the woman, right, as a valuable uh, part of society, right? This was all witnessed and really shown, right, in the age of Taurus. So, again, right, knowing and understanding, right, as above, so below, the the age of Taurus is the kind of bedrock, right, in which we garner all of our institutions, whether it be medicine, right, whether it be uh, literature, right, mm -hmm. uh, art, um, science, right. You get these things out of a stable society, right. When society's in flux, and when there's wars, and when there's famine, when there's instability, you know, things don't become refined. They're pretty gross. They're pretty base. They're pretty much, you know, you do with what you need. And it's strangely enough, the age prior to the age of Taurus is the age of Gemini, which is the age of duality mm -hmm. and the age of instability. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I would, I would, but I would bet your bottom dollar that the writing system was created 
in the age of Gemini and refined in the age of Taurus. Right? Because they ask, well, how did a civilization come up with this writing system out of what? Nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't out of nowhere, right? No. The age of Gemini would have already pre age of Gemini, which is the sign of communications, would have been the precursor or the the, the, the means or the energetic kind of envelope that that is produced in. Right? Well, but go ahead. I mean, one of the main things that I mean, if you're just talking about contemporary, you know, um, history or whatnot, is the problem that the reason why they can't put it together is because they they try very hard to disconnect. You know the southern Nile Valley kingdoms from what was going on in Egypt, right? Right. Because right. It, it, when you when you connect them, then it's just like you know it, it it just opens up for you right there. You see you you can see the connection. You see where the writing system come from. You see the stuff leading up to all the the stability that we see in in the age of Taurus and different things like that. Exactly, exactly, and that's the process that the cosmic seasons put us through. Is the is that co what we call the grand plan, right? Mm -hmm. Right, the divine plan. Right? Yeah, this is over thousands upon thousands upon millennium of years. So it's not that the divine plan is carried out in each age. Um, and so understanding that, right, when we look at the age of Taurus, uh, one of the things that we have to understand this is the foundations of the civil side of law. Of kingship, right? Uh, the spiritual side was founded back in uh, five in the age prior to, right around fifty five hundred BC, when the, uh, the the star of Asar, which is Canopus, was really in play, right? But in this age, right, this is the age when we literally understood the literal civil or mundane side of kingship, right? And so, right around when that age began. Right. That's when these kind of things were, you know, recognized and understood and, and and contemplated on and implemented. And from that, right, that's when the dynastic rule, Narmer and so forth, really began to create uh, this this grand civilization. But the thing is, is that during this time, right, because it's an earth sign, we don't necessarily just read it from the perspective of Taurus. Because Taurus is a sign that has intricate relationships with other signs. Mm -hmm. And so the age of Taurus, when we understand, this is the age of pyramid building, right? This is the age when monumental, right, um, structures were created. And those monumental structures are still an attestment to the knowledge and power that was garnered in that age. And so... Four signs from Taurus, if we count, right? And Taurus is going to be the first of those signs. Taurus is one, right? Gemini is two. Cancer is third. And Leo is fourth. Well, in astrology, one of the things is a fundamental uh, basis of understanding is that when the sun rules a particular house, Right, that house becomes the house that that individual has mastery over, or that sign has mastery over. And so, Leo, right, being four away from Taurus, the fourth house deals with the tangibility of home and physical <laughs> land. So, in the age of Taurus, the individuals that were in play, the individuals that were using the cosmic ambiance to bring as above, so below, they became masters of the physical world. 
they still can't duplicate what they've done in that age today. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So that shows, right, the mastery, the control, right, and the understanding of physical matter. Well, I mean, you could you could even take it to a next level because, you know, um, it's basically the economy, the way the, the economic system that they set up that keeps them from being able to, you know, produce structures that way. It, it's, right. it's, you know, it, it, I mean, it still fits into that vein of mastery of the physical world, but it's not a lack of ability. It's just the fact that you set up a, you know, a physical economic system that keeps you from being able your 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 reason for doing for building civilization is different than the reason that the people during the age of torch was building civilization is totally different so your economic system all that stuff will will keep you from being able to put forth a structure or anything like that because your whole premise for living and doing this is totally different exactly well you're right and then it's a byproduct yeah it's just a natural consequence right and a cause and effect that when that age is in play right because of the stable stabilization of society and also because they were able to use right i mean you got to think about the fact that the nile was engineered right the nile is not just it didn't just flow right because it flowed that way these things were engine the nile was engineered to flow that way they're they literally have cataracts right that talk about how in the beginning, the Nile was in a different position. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if, I, if you contemplate that for just a second, to change the... I'm not talking about before machines, before computers, before... You see what I'm saying? Like, the concept mm -hmm. of this is beyond our thinking because we really have so much access to things that we just take for granted. But if you didn't have a computer, right, to come up with the calculations of this is a mastermind, right? To mm -hmm. build something that is so solid that it stands the test of time. It's a mastermind. That's literally, you can control physical matter to a level in which most people can't even fathom to do something like that around the world. Right? Yeah. So that kind of knowledge and that wisdom, right, comes from, of course, the other thing that Taurus represents. And Taurus is a sign that exalts the moon at three degrees. Mm -hmm. Why does Taurus exalt the moon? Well, because Taurus, again, is the sign, the sign that stabilizes things. And so the moon, because of its wondrous ways, right, because it goes from, right, uh, from, from no moon to full moon back to no moon, this kind of vacillation, right, is solidified and stabilized in the sign of Taurus. Right? And so that stabilization we call Santosha or peace. Mm -hmm. Right, and peace is what allows man to come up with the more profound inventions, right? The more pro profound ideas of how to construct society to really to build a pyramid to get people to work together as a whole, right? Yeah, it's a mastermind. I mean, think about from the simple fact that you have different crews doing different things for twenty years plus. Twenty years, that is a monumental feat, right? And, and, and to that point, you know, and like I said, I'm not trying to step on nobody's toes, but I mean, there's actual record inside of the pyramids of the people 
who were actually the laborers <laughs> on the pyramid. They were they yeah. weren't slaves. I'm sorry about ancient <laughs> aliens, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, ancient aliens, right? It's not that way, right? Yeah. But you know, uh, yeah, we built it, right? Mm-hmm. And so nonetheless, right, knowing that that age of literal I mean the age of Taurus is the age of peace. There were literally, of course, you had skirmishes and wars, but for the most part, the masses of society, the masses of the world didn't have a warlike disposition at all. Mm -hmm. Right? This has come, the Aryan Age brings that, as we discussed previously. Yeah. Right? So, this is, if you you think about it, it goes right from peace into war. Right? It makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. If you're at a sitting in an age of peace, right, and there's a warrior coming through, you're this is foreign, right? It's like, what is this? Who is this? What kind of thing is this, right? I mean, warfare for the most part wasn't done in any way, shape, form, or fashion the way it was done until the age of Aries came. So literally, this is the age of peace. Yeah, and people like to, um, you know, they like to say things like, you know. Uh, you know, all yeah, throughout human history, people have always been, you know, bickering about. It. It's not. Of it's course. just not true. I mean, we, we there's been skirmishes, skirmishes, but, but, right? But not, not massive. Not what you see today. No, the, the the same type of you know, because we wasn't we wasn't colonizing people. No, we didn't go and try to subdue you and make you our you know subjects. Subjects that that wasn't. It was done through, it was done through peace. Yeah, it was done through an exchange of knowledge. Yeah. It was done through gifting things that would help further other civilizations because we understood that if one civilization is further, then we get things out of that return and exchange. Exactly. So the age of peace, right, is far more just beyond just building. It's actually stabilizing the world at large. Yeah, because we. So, I mean, you got trade during that time. You also you got trade partners. You know, right. from all, all across the globe. You know, everybody is India. everybody's eating. Yeah, everybody's eating. Exactly. Everybody's eating, right? I mean, from India to Kemet, they had yeah. a civilization. They had a trade route. You're talking about in uh, Arabia. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, all these civilizations, right, were literally under the got gu- under the guidance of the energy of the bull. And not only that, I mean, and people say, "Well, no, that's not true." Kemet didn't. Oh, really? Let me say this, right? During that particular age, the kings literally put the bull, the name of the bull, inside of their title. Mentu Hotep means the satisfaction, the bull is satisfied, right? The great bull is satisfied. What? <laughs> right? That's yeah. to show you that literally they took on the title, right, and energy of the of what's going on around them, right? Cosmically speaking. Right. So you know, this is this again to show that our ancestors were wise enough to understand that in order to create a stabilized civilization, you have to borrow from what's above. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, know, you have to take that which is the imbibing energy, right, that is filtering down into this planet, and literally just create with it. And here's the strange thing: the age of Pisces did that. The age of Aries did that. Right, even though maybe the age of Pisces wasn't under comedic guidance and rule, it still played itself out. Yeah, These things played. They have to. 
You know, and it's 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 a trip, man, because when you look at it, right? Because you know, I've had even you know some of my you know you know West African you know um, you know brothers and sisters and stuff like that, and be like, you know, well, why does why do black people you know connect with ancient Egypt so much? You know, most of y'all are from West Africa, but when you look at that, and you know, just kind of piggybacking off what you just said. You know, when we do our DNAs, you know, they try to tie us to countries, but really you, you're looking at ethnic groups, right? And then when you study the migration patterns of the various ethnic groups, then it all makes sense because they knew what time it was. They knew what time it was. They knew things were changing. So you have these various priesthoods and stuff within the now value civilization start traveling west, Yeah, you know? Down, you got the, you know, of course the Dogons. They, they, they have, you know, stated that yeah, we come from Egypt, the Yoruba, right? You know, um, some group, various groups out of Central Africa, like the Sadakaba people, out of uh, Chad, yeah, and stuff like that. That and that and that's and that's a trip too, because that's a regular, like that's a mainstream ethnic group, and their name that Sada part of it literally means, you know. Um, you know, um, sons of Ra. <laughs> the word Bantu itself is a comedic word. Yeah. They into, into, right? Which is the integer, which you put Bantu, Kintu, right? Uh, anything that goes with the into, the into is the inter. The inter yeah. is the NTR, which is right out of Kemet. They're the same civilization. They did, um, they did DNA on, um, Ramesh, Ramesh the third or Ramesses the third. Mm-hmm. And you know he he his his DNA his haplogroups match with the Bantu. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right, the, you know, and 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 you know, blow round Nefron man for peeling that off in volume one because he showed that the language is for all intents and purposes Kemet. There is a book called Muntu uh, that's out there by Jahan's John, um, Jahan's John, and uh, it's a good book and it shows the kind of thought process uh if you can get a hold of the actual book that is mentioned bent bantu philosophy count yourself com- considerably fortunate right mm-hmm. and that is a book that i actually got in trouble with when i was in college <laughs> i tried to <laughs> I, I tried to get that thing man and i got my my uh, i tried to get my, my try to get my degree to say yeah you owe four hundred dollars on that <laughs> right? i was like wow right bantu philosophy right excellent book um don't remember the author right off, but it's pretty common. You can probably Google it and like, get access to uh, where it is. But nonetheless, right? These these cultures and around Africa are, for all intents and purposes, uh, uh, spread outs, right? From when Kemet was an actual major civilization. And there's a book. There's an article called Ancient Wisdom in Africa. <clears throat> Uh, in that in that article, and it's from the Theosophical Society, so there's some things you kind of have to take with a grain of salt, right? Mm-hmm. But in the article itself, it talks about the um, the Zulus, which is a Bantu people, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, in talking to the one of the Zulus, right, the Zulus say that we are from the priesthood of Aset. Of Aset. So, right, again, showing that from north to south, right. East to West, right? We all had some part in ancient times interactions, right, with with the Kemetic culture. So, 
you know, it's not that we just ride it so hard, but it's just the it's the it's where the it's the spawn. It created the spawn of different cultures that we have now, such as the Yorba, such as the Akan, such as the the Dogon, such as uh, um, you know the Dagara, right? Fulani. Fulani. I mean, there's you know they all come out of a kind of a a a, a, a bowl, right? Because Kemet is an amalgamation of cultures. Right? Mm-hmm. From different peoples, right? So it just makes sense that that is kind of how things went, and that is one of one of the reasons why um, I think that Kemet is really just the, the one of the best sources for us to be able to recognize our civilization at its crown and its height. But it's a classical African civilization, and, and really, for all intents and purposes, is hard to compare to. But the other thing around the, the earth or the world near to actually even commit. In fact, Kemet was considered, um, I don't say the rulers, but kind of like the emissaries, if you will, of these civilizations. And that's the Cretan and Minoan culture. And the Cretan Minoan culture, in fact, the Minoans, right? Men, the word men, Minoan, right? And men too, right? Comes out of the same word. Men, right? Is the, uh, one of the, um, 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 two uh, uh, netters that represented right that same fecundity, that same uh, raw sexual power that's being controlled and directed, right? Like just like that power that's controlled within the bull, right? And we can focus and direct that to get things done. Same thing happens within man when we, when we control that lower nature. Yeah. But in the Minoan society, the men knowing society, they literally were ones that uh, practiced gymnastics, right? And what they would do is they would literally let this bull charge them and they would literally flip over the bull, right? Showing again, right, that the bull at this time was really the kind of um, symbol, right, of wealth, if you will, which again, which is all the second house, right? is nothing but wealth. Taurus represents that particular well as uh, you know a brother stated you know the more bulls you had the more money you had the more wealth you had um, and you can impart a bull right to give to your son to marry right you can impart a bull right as to the to the priest of the ceremonies right you can impart a bull right these were the like this was the way to show that look I'm 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 sustainable I'm 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 good right I'm not hurting here. And so um, it would be the same thing as you having billions of dollars, right? Same thing as you having, right, um, a full uh, 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 stable of cars, right? <laughs> same thing, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, that age really, right, is, is an attest, a, t- a testimony to uh, the power that the age of that the sign of Taurus can produce in creating right a stabilized right situation. Um, the other thing right to keep in mind is that um, the artwork that was created at this time was exquisite. I mean, they can't even you know and and it got better. It did. It got better over time. It, you know, but we're talking about um, masterpieces, right? Um, we're talking about, uh, and if I'm talking about even just literature, the Perdim Haru, right? Mm-hmm. Created uh, the pyramid texts, right? Created at this time, right? And the pyramid text was the was the Sheshem Duat, right? Which is the priesthood of Ra, right? 
that was their system and that was created during this time and that system is by far uh, next to this the to the osarian um, initiation system was one of the most powerful in play right the the priesthood of Ra ran things for quite some time right until right things change and we had different priesthoods for different functions but for the most part these were the individuals that would align with the pyramid builders right the priesthood of Ra, which is the spiritual stormtroopers that you know literally can get into the inner planes and deal with you know heavy psychic energies and deep deep psychic and mental processes to come out to the other side as an awakened being right this is not for the light of heart no. <laughs> right. not at all <laughs> right whereas the osarian system was a lot more uh, uh, palpable right for the average man so but both of these systems flourished well at this time, right? Um, and so understanding that, right, and why the priesthood has so much power, again, right, it leans back into understanding how they co-opted, right, the ages that were above them. So, you know, the other thing is, uh, you know, even in other civilizations we have, um, I don't want to leave out Sumer, right? Um, and Sumer, right, um, was really uh, one of the civilizations that also leaned into the agricultural process of things, meaning that they literally began to. Now, I don't want people to say, well, agriculture wasn't invented in the age of Taurus. No, it was actually invented in the age of Virgo, right? Um, when I say invented, meaning it was refined and taken into a consideration of using it in a, in a, uh, 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 in a methodical and um, precise way, right? But when the flood hit, things changed, right? And so when the age of Taurus began, when those waters begin to recess, right? When things begin to stabilize, right? From that particular age of Gemini, then we could literally begin the process of really refining the agricultural process, right? And so that is again, and we owe all of that to the real, not to the Nile River, to the Hopi River. Because the Hopi River, again, is that showing that particular, right, um, taking a, le a, a, a land on either side of it and then cultivating it to the point where it becomes the, the breadbasket of, of civilization, right? Kemet was the breadbasket of civilization even after the age of Taurus, right? All the way up into the age of Pisces, really, Kemet was still one of the major areas where they knew, right, Rome knew, Greece knew, right, Persia knew, they could get pretty much anything they needed from the land. Right? I mean, and this this is to take into consideration, it's hard to grow things next to the Euphrates and Tigris, which was the rivers in vogue and in play during the, during, uh, in the Sumerian and Babylonian civilizations, but had nowhere near the power that the Hopi River produced. Right, nowhere near the fecundity and the the resources that were accessible through it. So again, showing why Kemet also lasted so long and did so well. When other cultures begin to flip, change, become other names, Kemet was still Kemet, right? Mm -hmm. So, but in Sumer, right, um, during that time, you did have a great deal of literature, right? This is when um, the Kinair form really became um, really more popularized and refined and used in a way that was profound. I mean, astrology, right? The science of astrology is stabilized at this, at this time. Um, <clears throat> but also, 
um, the temples that were built there in Sumer, which were called ziggurats, right? Or ziggurats were actually the base of the temple, and the temple was placed on top, which, of course, they did do um, observations, astronomical observations, and different ceremonial things. But nonetheless, that was still built in the age of Taurus, right? And so across that region, across the world, you can clearly see that there is a common theme that is being played out amongst the people on this planet. And so that is to really just show right, how powerful right, these cosmic seasons are. We're in a cosmic season now. We wonder what's going on. You just have to pay attention to what the signs are saying. Pisces is telling you that this is what time it is, right? Oh, yeah. So right, if we're really to really begin to construct civilization, again, we have to co-opt. Right? We have to literally lean in and work with the energies that are at hand because, in fact, if you don't, right, when they pass the baton, when the, when the mark hits, when zero degrees hits, right, you want to be already in that process of passing instead of looking for it. Right? And when you run track, right, you're already in momentum before, you're, before you even get close right, to changing. Right? That person that's ahead of you, it has a momentum right, that's in tandem with you. Yeah. Right. So if we're wise, right, we'll use this knowledge to begin to reconstruct civilization from an African purview. Right. And it's going to take thousands of years. Right. <laughs> it's not an overnight process because we didn't build Kemet overnight, but we no. definitely, right, took the knowledge that our ancestors applied thousands of years before and reproduced it over and over and over to be able to create something like that. So, you know, with that, right being stated um this is just like a precursor to really understand that ages as they go right are just going to literally replicate everything from as above so below even to the minutiae of things right if you think about it right now we're a phasing out of a piscean age those are growth pains those are pains those are painful things every time an age changes there's an instability in the world Right. Mm -hmm. And Kemet, when you saw the age from Taurus to Aries, there was a major instability, a major flux, right? Which the 17th dynasty, I'm pretty sure, facilitated. 17th, 16th, and 15th dynasties. Right. That's when the age was were changing, and that's when the age of our men, boom, right? Then and if you notice all of the kings, what? I'm in Hotep, I'm in Hotep, I'm in Hotep, right? So it's showing you that literally when the things change over, when the baton passes. You have to be ready, right? You have to be on point. You have to be in sync and in tow with the person that's literally passing it off to you. And so if we're wise, right, we can use this thing to create new dynasties, new civilizations, new things that are, you know, one of the things, and I'm not a big fan of Akon, right? But Akon is actually talking about creating an African city and almost trying to create what we would call, I guess, a Wakanda, if you will. Which, to me, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's when we're using this thing here to literally take our people from, and people, period. Because one person, that one type of people that's supported, supports all people. When one part of the family becomes better, the whole family gets better. Hmm. Right? And so, yeah, you focus on your part of the family first. That's my job, right? But I still have the understanding that once my family is better, other family, the whole world is blessed, right? But I have to focus on that first. And Akon does have a phenomenal idea about creating a city, a brand new city with technology, with transportation, with all the things that go with the accolades of Western civilization, right? 
And so um, doing things like that, thinking things on things of that level, literally becoming the next person to play. Because when the Aquarian age hits, right, technology is going to be a major component right, of how things are done. And if we're wise, we'll get on board with clean energy, with clean, right, with changing the world based on what the world needs to happen to make it better. And that's actually where the money is going to come in in the next 200 to 300 years. Watch, right? Oh, yeah. When, oh, when yeah. fossil fuels phase out, right, clean energy is going to be big money. Right? I, I think the, the, the major thing about doing these, you know, these age, these shows on the ages is that people get caught up like, I mean, yeah, 400 years seems like a long time. It's nothing. Really, it's nothing. Not, now, I mean, we we if you're here today, your bloodline has been here for thousands and thousands and thousands, millions of years. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, this is just a blip and everything. Well, so we you, think in short terms. So yeah. if you understand that it takes 72 years to change one degree, yeah, in the zodiac, and I'm a man that will exist between now up to 72 years, right? And then my child is 72 years. And then that child is 72 years. And I can touch my child's child. Right? Mm -hmm. So that means that I've touched I've touched 300 years of expansion with just two within within my lifetime. Yeah. Right? If we yeah. think about it from that perspective, that's really not. That's nothing. Nothing. Right? I mean, nothing. I, I, I'm doing, I, I've done, you know, my, de my, my family tree and I can see boom, boom, boom. I can I can I've seen the plantation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where he is at? It ain't that right. far removed. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So you see, <laughs> bridging those generations through a cosmic science, right? Through a spiritual science, where you mm -hmm. literally teach that when this time comes, this is what I need you to do, right? Exactly. And so having things where you tie the material wealth to the to the requirements to the demands to the plans that secures not only the plans will be carried out but the person that's carrying them out won't do anything but what is required to do with that money and that's why you have trust funds that's why you have things like that we're not playing on that level field but time changes those things right and things are that's what I say akon uh shouts out to your brother that is a phenomenal idea right uh, if if definitely drop me, I would definitely be there, right? <laughs> right, participating, right, in a whole new uh, paradigm for African people. So you know, uh, with that being said, right, I'm gonna leave it at that. I think this is really a nice, really a piece to kind of drop in as the first show, right? As I stated, we're gonna do the age of Gemini, we're gonna do the age of Cancer, we're gonna do the age of Leo, we're gonna do Virgo and so forth, right? So. Or hopefully by the time it's all said and done, we'll have all the ages where you can literally just kick back, put on the age show, and then you know, and enjoy. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, um, as always, with that being said, this episode was brought to you by Push Forward Media Group, Kalapusha Astrology, and Patreon. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Cosmic Combo um, on Instagram, and that's the way you can you find a link. To you know, get your chart package. You, to to holler at brother Rod. There's a link on there for that. Um, you know, for a consultation and uh, to to see you know to to, to uh, connect with us on all the various platforms. You know, um, I think we pretty much got it covered. I mean, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. You know, we're on we're Spotify, Apple, Google, Pandora, the new one. And um, SoundCloud, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty much on every podcast platform, Stitcher, 
you know um so you know whatever you whatever's comfortable for you we're there you want to watch us you can see us now if you want to listen to it while you're in the gym you can listen to it while you're in the gym while you're in the car while you're on the train you're on the whatever you're doing we're right there and stuff like that. And we definitely encourage you all to engage with us, hit us up and stuff like that. You know, we got a lot of, you know, new things coming this season, um, you know, different, you know. Uh, oh, we got an awesome season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we y'all got are going to be quite pleased with this season. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So definitely hit us up, follow us, share it with your friends, and uh, we'll do it like that. Um, so... You know, with that being said, um, I think we're good. You got anything else you want to you want to uh, get to the people? No, that's it. We're good. All right, y'all. Well, you know, uh, thank you all for tuning in, um, you know, and, you know, for the past two seasons and right here starting off this this third season and everything. And, um, you know, we got a lot more to come uh, this year. 2020 isn't over so we got a lot to say about what's going on in in that (laughs) in that context or whatnot so everybody stay tuned we'll be back same time same place next week and um everybody stay safe say stay safe and we're out peace peace